But yeah, I remember she gave me a box uh-huh. and I was picking the figs and I was like, okay, you put the figs in the box. Like that's literally as far as my thought process. Yeah. Figs, box, done. Yeah. And I remember she came out. She's like, no, 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 this is wrong. Mm-hmm. And each fig had to be like lined a certain way yeah. and they had to be put into the box, not as like a pile, but as rows. Yeah. And they had to be alternating, you know, big end, little end, big end, little end. It had to like... Yeah. It was like you're packing a box of ammunition or something. <laughs> like it was methodical. Yeah. And I remember just like being like, wow, I I, I can't even pick figs correctly. <laughs> And I'm Shondor. And this is like next week is Thanksgiving. Next week is Thanksgiving. I'm excited for Thanksgiving. Oh. I'm just man. happy to have like a rest day. Are you getting like a full week or how many days are you getting off? I'm taking Wednesday off. So I'm gonna have oh. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We're gonna go hang out with our friends on Friday, and then we're gonna have Saturday and Sunday. You lucky son of a gun. I know. I I'm know. also my company's already taking Friday Sunday. My company's already taking Wednesday off. Oh, you're off on Wednesday? Yes. Man. <laughs> Might as well go into work. <laughs> no, that's gonna be nice. Five days off. Yeah. It's like we took the weekend with a weekday weekend like ratio and we yeah. reversed it. I love it. Two days of work, five days off. And then mm. Tuesday I'm taking my test, so I actually technically don't have to go into work, but I might go into work after my test. We'll see. Your test, the day is upon us. I'm excited. Do you feel pretty confident? Um I wish I was, but I feel like there's so many information that I take in and like, I actually, while you were like napping today, I went to the bedroom and I was trying to explain it as if someone like new came along and how it explained like every step or like. Good. So you're explaining it to yourself. Yes. Uh-huh, Very exactly. good. Uh, then I realized, hicked up, hiccup on some things. Like I got to a part where I was like, oh wait, I actually don't know what this is. <laughs> I was like, ah, well I gotta go study. So. Perfect. So I'm trying to study, watch those videos, take notes, just kind of read through it all again. I already had it highlighted, but kind of read through it again and just rewrite them and kind of explain it. And just, so this is the final like push. So we're excited, but I'm also like the final countdown. countdown. Yeah, that's really the best <laughs> way. <laughs> <laughs> that's really the best way to do it. Is if you if you can teach somebody what you are learning then you really know you learned it so that's great i'm gonna let you do that while i nap more so this goes great well into what our topic is today oh the stress thing yeah right yeah, yeah. yeah how you just like with sleeping which you're not stressed but like i was studying and doing a couple things i was kind of stressed so how do men and women handle stress that's a great question i want you to answer that because i'm still kind of thinking about like how well not men and women but like certain people like you handle stress different the way i handle stress you know i think so mm-hmm. i think so but what is stress like how would you describe stress stress is something that causes your body to react in a negative way is what i'm gonna say okay what about you I don't know. I was hoping we'd just go with what you said. <laughs> <laughs> well, stress is like, a lot of it's an anticipation. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, something bad might happen. Yeah. So it's a lot of ways, it's kind of like anxiety. Yeah, because you're not in the present moment. You're thinking about the future, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I mean, hmm. So if you're at work and you're stressed out, you could be dealing with current, like, present problems right mm-hmm. 
but not in the current current moment. You're stressing about something that. Usually there's a consequence involved with yeah. stress. Yeah. Oh, if I don't do this, then this is going to happen. It's okay. usually not like I'm dealing with the consequences. It's usually something bad's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So how do you deal with that? And remember, you're answering for all women in the world. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you sir, are the women representative. I am not a representative of the women. I'm representing speaking myself. speaking for everyone. Um, I think that I handle stress. Um, when I get stressed out, I get sad. You get sad. Yeah, I get sad that I'm not able to like accomplish. Like, let's say if I have a goal or something, I'm trying to reach a goal and I don't accomplish it or I don't like do the things that I want to do, I get sad. I think that's how I handle it. But if stress is the anticipation of consequences, you're getting sad for something that hasn't happened yet, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're stressed, you're like, oh, if I don't do X, then Y is going to happen. And if you're getting sad, you're already assuming why has happened. Yeah. So instead of, so you're getting sad prematurely. Right. So I'll give an example. I used to work at another company, a dealership, and it was, I had a, I was working at a position. I got promoted and I was in a position where like I handled a lot of the things that was going on. Mm-hmm. This day was crazy busy. I had to make sure there was a car that was available for it to get smogged, and then I also wanted to get take lunch because it was, it was like the day was going on. I had to take lunch, mm-hmm. and I also had to be checking on the some of the vehicles that we want to get sell, sold. So this day, I had to go move a car. I had to move multiple vehicles to get this car to smog. When the people that come the smog came in to get this car smog, it wasn't available for them at the time. Okay. So I had to go and back there, move a couple cars, get the car brought up. I hadn't taken lunch. This was like maybe I'd already gone like a few hours without taking lunch yet. And then also like I had to go and check on some vehicles. That day I would say that was the most stressful day of my like not not life, but that was a big moment that I always remember on like how stressed out I really was. And I feel like a lot of the things in my life so far hasn't like gotten to that peak of stress that mm. I've had at one time. But like I remember it was just really busy because I had to get a bunch of different cars, had to get the cars mom, had to get food, all that stuff. And I feel like that moment I've had to take a moment I was sad. Yeah, I was sad that I couldn't get all this stuff done and and I was slightly like angry. A little bit angry. Oh, a little bit angry. Yeah, too. a little bit angry. Um, and then um, I went to go eat and I took some time away, away from the dealership, away from like all that was going on, sat down in a place, ate some food and like sat in silence. And that's how I handled it. Okay. And then ever since then, a lot of things in my life haven't been that kind of stressful. Well, that's because you had a lot of responsibilities at that time. Like you had deadlines yep. and you were the one who had to make things happen. Mm-hmm. So you really had the, 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 the weight of the responsibility. Yeah. But... What was your, what was so stressful about it? Was it the deadline that you were stressful, stressed out about? Yeah, or? so we're, we were always promising vehicles. So the dealership has used vehicles that needs to be uh, completely inspected before they're sold. So they either have to smog, they have to be checked by the technicians. Technicians have to approve certain tires. Hmm. Things have to get like done and they have to be taken places. So I was pretty much in charge of all of the uh, the used vehicles, but on top of that, I also had to be in charge of the paperwork that comes with it. Oh, okay. So it was making sure the vehicle was going through the system, like being saw saw by the technicians, but also I had the paperwork portion of it, and then on top of it, 
I was in contact with people who need to pick up the vehicle. Okay, so the people, so you're directly interfacing with the customer, yes. and you're saying it's going to be ready today. Oh, sorry, not the customer, with the, I guess you can call them customers, but like the smog place, what do you call those? You call those outside people. The smog place, that's that's a pretty, I don't know what else to call it. They're like vendors, I get not vendors, but, but like. But, but like, are you making the promise to the customer? No. Okay, so like you're, the person who's buying the vehicle? Yeah. No. But your boss is. So you're inter, you're answering to your boss, and you have a hard cutoff time. You I have had, a deadline. It's so funny. At the time, I had two separate people that oh, I was in contact with. Oh, that's the worst. Yes. Yeah, so I had two separate people I had to be in contact with. I had to be in contact with one person that was telling me I need to check on the technicians and make sure they're doing their job and looking at these cars, getting them through the system. And then also I had to contact in contact with another person who was telling me, hey, this paperwork needs to be done by a certain time. Like... So okay. it was a lot to be pushed because it was two. It was technically I was doing two separate jobs. Yeah, that required two separate people, but I was doing it as one person. So it was it was very that day was crazy stressful. Yeah. And so when you were under that stress, you felt sad. Is that how? Is that like what the emotions translated into? Yeah. Because stress really isn't an emotion, right? Yeah. It's it's a stimulus. Yes. And so you translate that into being sad. Yes. So what happened was when I was when I, I was getting overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. I was okay. Making, I was noticing I was getting overwhelmed. I realized there was a lot of things I had to do, a lot of checklists I had to get checklist, and I wasn't. Things were just not happening smoothly. Everything yeah. was just every time I do something, there was a hiccup. If I wanted to move a vehicle, I had to get a key for another car, and then that car was blocked <laughs> in, and that car was blocked in by another car. So I had to get the key for that car, move that car, get that car, move another car to finally get the vehicle that we needed. Like you have one objective, get the car smogged. Yes. But you have like eighteen steps. Obstacles. And yes, every time you go to take care of a step, there's another step that just pops up. Yeah, it's an obstacle after obstacle. So that was the problem was that day was like I had to get that car. The most important thing was getting that car smog, but I also had paperwork I needed to do and get make sure that mm. was done by the end of the month. And then on top of that, there was they wanted me to check on the technicians, make sure they were doing their that job. That doesn't sound like your job. No, it was not my job. So these two people that you're answering to are essentially making you do their jobs. Exactly. That's how it works usually, isn't yeah. it? Okay. Yeah. So they were like literally having me and my main objective was really to get the paperwork done. I so was, that, that was your real job. That was my was real job. Was the paperwork, making sure that like line by like check with the technician if something needs to be done, you know, figure out how much it was gonna not figure, not figure out how much it was cost, but like kind of just do the paperwork portion of it, and mm. then um, so that was my initial job because that was what I was good at. I was good at like doing the paperwork portion of so it. So in order to do your job, you have to do other people's jobs. Yes, because you was, can't do the paperwork until it's done with the smogging. Mm-hmm. And you can't do the smogging until you move the cars and all this other stuff. And I can't do my I can't do paperwork if the technician has it on the car. <laughs> so there was a lot of obstacles that was running in. So that day was, it was just a crazy day. And I feel like thankfully, thank the Lord that I haven't really had a day like that since so far. I mean, my day like where I'm working at is pretty overwhelming, but having two separate kinds of jobs to yeah. do as one person, I thankfully I don't. You know. Well, with your job, you have. Your set tasks and your responsibilities, and that's it. Mm-hmm. You're not like doing other people's jobs. You're not like you know 
hunting down clients and bringing them into the office. Yeah. It's like, that's what else is job. They do give me a lot of work to do, though. I do do a lot this office, Oh, of though. course. Yeah, yeah that's, I, that's always good, though. Yeah. So I when, work with multiple doctors, which is kind of nice. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, it doesn't sound like... It's easy to get overwhelmed when you're doing multiple roles. Yes. When you have one role and you know exactly what you're responsible for, it's like if the receptionist came and was like, hey, you know, go do this. Yes. You're like... That's not my job. Yeah. Shut up. And then I have to go and see the patients. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. That was that. Role. That's when I would feel like I would definitely get overwhelmed. For sure. But when you're in this position, when you're handling the stress, it translated into sadness. Is that yes. right? So yes. Yeah. So the overwhelming turned to sadness that I couldn't get these things done. But, and but you did get them done. Right? I mean, I, I got the car. Yeah, the car was smogged. Yeah. So you were handling the stress and it translated to sadness because you already, you're feeling the sadness of not completing your work mm-hmm. or your responsibilities or obligations or whatever. Yeah, the sadness of all the things I had to do to get just one thing done. But well, I guess what I'm finding interesting is like, it seems like you're under the stress, you're overloaded. And you're feeling sad because you already decided you won't get it done. Like you're feeling sad because you I, feel I, like I was, you I was, I was sad because of all the other things I had to do. Like moving the vehicle was I could have I should have I should have delegated that to someone else. Hey, you move that vehicle for me yeah. so that I can do all this other stuff that I need to do. And I didn't. And then I ended up doing all the stuff, the things I should have delegated to someone else to do. Because what I'm doing is I'm taking away from what I should be doing. Yeah. So I'm sad about the fact that I have to do this and take it away from what I should be doing. But why sadness? Why why would that be something that's causing you sadness? It was either that or anger. That's and my real question because, you know, a lot of men handle stress through a anger. Lot of people, a lot of people handle their stress through if anger. If they're stressed out, they get angry. Mm-hmm. So I guess that really is the only two options, right? Yeah. Sadness or anger. Yeah. And a lot of men, like I don't know a lot of men who get overwhelmed and it's sad. Mm-hmm. They get angry. Yeah. And they get aggressive. Yeah. And it seems like what you're saying is maybe that some women get, maybe a lot of well, women. Well, I was very good at my emotions. So I knew that I was getting overwhelmed. So when I noticed I was getting overwhelmed, I started to do some breathing exercises. And then, but still, I was kind of sad about this whole situation. So I was, I was very well aware about my emotions and how I was feeling. I knew that I was good at feeling, I was like, this is, I knew that I was feeling overwhelmed. Like I knew that I literally think I told myself that, oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And then I started to breathe, but it was still, I was internally made me sad. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how do you handle stress and how do men handle stress? Men. You're speaking of an entire world, <laughs> population, babe. Oh, drink your drink. So I gotta say though, this water tastes weird though, doesn't it? Like the drinking water, does it taste it. like it's fit for drinking? I don't know. This is my third water bottle. And I'm like, this is the worst water I've ever had. You have, you're not being pressured to drink it, so. I have to hydrate. Okay, so anyways. How yeah, I, I know that was a very random thing. It was just <laughs> randomly throw in there. So we bought this drinking water, and it's called, it's title of the water is drinking water. Drinking water. It, it looks like it's supposed to be drank. And the ingredients is, uh, it's filtered uh, fluoride water, I think what it was. So it's just essentially tap water. Yeah, just filtered. I was looking at the, the prices for that. Yeah. It was like darn near $5 for two and a half gallons. Probably because no one buys it. I think everyone buys it because that whole aisle was like sold out. Mm. I don't know. I might be wrong. So anyways, how do you handle stress? Usually through anger. 
Okay, so you when you get overwhelmed and things are getting like not going exactly the way you're go, well, want when, to go. Like you know, like you were describing, you have mm-hmm. a bunch of roles and obligations and responsibilities, and usually over being overwhelmed comes from doing other people's jobs. Yeah, so usually that's what it comes down to. Do you have a scenario where you were overwhelmed and it where you were you're stressed? Yeah, every and, day. Okay, give an example. And I'm always angry. Give an example. Um. I'll give a specific. I mean, day it's like you know, you you have. So you, as a manufacturing engineer, mm-hmm. you have your list of responsibilities, mm-hmm. and you know the list of responsibilities is intentionally vague, mm-hmm. so they can dump any job on you. Mm-hmm. So as a manufacturing engineer, I do, you know, I'm hunting down parts for the floor. I'm going to the stock room and looking for hardware that the stock room can't find. Mm. I'm setting up test stations. I'm learning how to test units when the test engineers aren't available. So it's like, you know, it's literally, and then, you know, you're, you're working with people sometimes and you're kind of managing folks Mm -hmm. and it's like, I'm not supposed to be managing, managing them. It's not my job. It's not my role, but then you got to get things done. Yeah. So you really have to just do whatever needs to be done to get things moving. Yeah. And that usually involves multiple people's jobs. Yeah. And then, you know, you have to work with the sales department. You're like, why the hell am I working on sales now? Yeah. But you have to do it because you got to get it done. Yeah. So, I mean, that's where it's like what you were describing is you have all these little steps before doing the work. Yeah. And it just keeps, you know, it's, it, there's a lot to it. You yeah. know, and of course, it's, it's kind of exciting. Yeah. Because sometimes it's like, you know, like it's, a, like a, it's like a mystery. You know, like mm-hmm. how do we solve the mystery? Who do mm-hmm. we talk to to get this done, you know? So, you know, but it does get overwhelming. Yeah. And I usually just get angry. Like, I don't usually get sad. I just get angry. Mm. Like, with the sadness, like, that's when you kind of decide that it's Do you not know that possible. you're overwhelmed? Do you oh, process yeah. that? Do you, like, oh, I'm overwhelmed? Oh, yeah. And then it just translates to anger? No, I think, like, you know, when I understand and recognize that I'm mm-hmm. being overwhelmed, yeah. then I can kind of put my emotions aside. Oh, I see. But when you're in it, you know, and you got everyone go, oh, when's this going to be done? You got like five people who think they're your boss, but they aren't, you Mm -hmm. know, and you're not, when you're not conscious of being under, uh, under stress and overwhelmed, then your emotions kick in. Yes. But as soon as you step back and you're like, huh, wow, I'm really stressed out. Mm -hmm. Then you don't have your emotions involved. Yeah. Because you just recognized what you're feeling. Yes. Usually feelings like anger and sorrow or sadness become things when you're not thinking about them. Mm. Like you were saying, as soon as you kind of took a step back and you said, damn, I'm under pressure, I'm stressed out, and yeah. you breathed, yes. then your emotions are now not part of it anymore. Exactly. Once you recognize your emotions and what you're feeling, like stress or pressure, then you are free from your emotions. Yeah. Usually like the anger and the sadness that comes in when you're not aware of what you're under. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, when that, I, when I was, when I was at work, I wasn't really getting angry because I, I, I was very well aware of my, I was super well aware of my emotions, how I was feeling. Because I guess I work, I live in an environment where I just feel like, I don't know, I just know, I just know my emotions, no. and I know like. Well, once you recognize your emotions, and, then they don't have any power over exactly. you. Exactly, and then for me specifically, I'm not allowed to get angry. Because once yeah. I, because like, if I get angry, then people like they well, leave. especially if you're dealing with the customer. Yeah, like you had a lot of interactions with the customer, 
and generally you don't want to take your car or go to your get your teeth cleaned and the person you're working with is like angry <laughs> oh 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 that was i got promoted that was that was when the customer when i had to do face-to-face customer yeah. that was when i was just a service writer and that okay. was just right then you got the promotion because when i was and just, you would call me every single day that crying. was I, <laughs> yeah so when i was a service writer and i was dealing with the customer like i mean I you have a really good customer like you know that facing attitude oh, you're so like nice. i don't i don't do well with the customer oh really i work in my field to get away from the customer <laughs> like i don't like the customer i don't like people yeah um th- that wasn't the oh man i had forgotten I, when i was working there for like three years i realized i did go through a different like stage you of had stress. a whole like metamorphosis thing i did going. i, I did. remember because you were like you know you got the promotion and every day you'd call me up and be like i hate this and I'm like, babe, was... you can't say that at your job. You gotta. <laughs> it was because I was literally doing two people's jobs. I yeah. was there was two types of things that I was supposed to be doing. I was doing someone else's job and another. I was doing two separate jobs that I wasn't supposed to. But exactly, and that's that's where you get overwhelmed, and that's where the stress comes in. And that's also where you grow, and maybe that's what stress is. Is it's just literally the growing process. Mm-hmm. Like I'm pretty sure like a caterpillar stressed out as hell when he's like turning into a butterfly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not it's probably I can only assume it's not like an easy thing. Yeah. Like psychologically for a caterpillar to turn into, into a butterfly. butterfly. Yeah. It's not like, oh right on, now I got wings. Like it's probably like a whole thing, mm-hmm. not to mention the physical changes. Yeah. And that's probably what stress is. Maybe that's just the the growing pains of you know, wow, the growing pains of growing. What what a wordsmith I am. But <laughs> maybe that's all it is, you know? Yeah. I think the best way to handle it is recognizing it. You're completely right. Yeah. Because as soon as you, like, even when you like, anxiety or depression or whatever, mm-hmm. as soon as you kind of take a step back and be like, I am feeling anxious. Like, now you're not feeling it. Mm-hmm. You're observing the emotion that you're feeling. Yeah. And now the emotion is just something that's like watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Like you're watching a horror movie and you're like, this is a bad situation for that person. <laughs> but when you're watching your own emotions, that's exactly what you're doing. Oh, this this depression isn't awesome for this guy. But that guy you're looking at is yourself. Yeah, you know? exactly. And that's where, you know, the stress, like you said, as soon as you recognize the emotion, mm-hmm. then you're not like... You know, you're the painter, not the paint. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you're painting it now mm-hmm. and not being the paint that's on the paper. Like, when you don't recognize your emotions mm-hmm. and you don't consciously say, ha-ha, there you are, anxiety, you're under their control. Mm-hmm. Now you're just, oh, 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 you're anxious. You mm-hmm. are anxious. Yeah. You're not just someone having a little bit of anxiety. Mm-hmm. It becomes, you know. It develops. Exactly. It yeah, I feel like with stress, you definitely have to recognize that you're stressed and then take a step back. And that's what I said when I was working at the dealership. That's what I did. I, t- I recognized that I was under a lot of pressure and I realized this is not a moment for me to be... I'm not allowed to... My emotion has to stay neutral. And that's what I did mm-hmm. because it was a male-dominated industry. So there were women in there, obviously, too. And they, they were very... The guys were really nice to the women. Like, don't get me wrong. But it's a male-dominated industry and... Men usually didn't show emotions. It was very much logical. It's very much, hey, my car needs to be dropped off. And then the technicians are like, hey, this is what's the problem. There is not really a lot of room for emotions. Yeah. So for me, I felt like 
I had to recognize I was stressed, but also couldn't be angry. Mm. I had to like recognize it quickly and process it quickly. So because again, it was a male dominated area. Like it was not, there was not a lot of room for anger. Wow. I mean, I mean, you could be angry, but it was just very much you. It, you had to think things through very logically. Somehow, I feel like this is like an undercoving, undercover diss. What do you mean? You're like, you don't have room for anger in male-dominated society, and I'm like, men deal with stress by being angry, and it sounds <laughs> oh. like a little kid kind of like I. I don't know if you want to publish this one because I sound like a child. No, you're, no. <laughs> No, but you're completely right. Yeah. That's the right way. That's the only way to deal with emotions mm-hmm. of any kind yeah. is to just be like, oh, yes, the emotions. I, I, I recognize that emotion. Yeah. Like even when you're happy, yeah. you want to be able to take a step back and be like, oh, the, the feeling of joy I'm having right now is nice. <laughs> you want to always be observing your emotions. Yeah. You don't ever want your emotions to be who you define yourself as because mm-hmm. you aren't your emotions no. emotions are just fleeting yeah you want to be the observer of your emotions yeah which is actually really interesting because mm-hmm. the other topic you have here do we notice any traits traits of our folks slash parents in us as we get older yeah so do this, you notice any traits that your parents had that now you feel like you adopted well just what we were talking about right here being the observer of your emotions yeah that's something my dad has always done really well throughout my entire life. What has he done? Uh, He was like, you know, he would observe his emotions. Yeah. He wasn't like, I don't think, there's very few times I've seen my dad angry. Mm. Like, there's very few times where, you know, his emotions got in front of himself. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think I've seen my dad, like, very rarely be like, angry. Like, he's always been one of the kind of guys who's just like, oh, hmm, there's a feeling, there's an emotion, interesting, mm-hmm. let me observe, you know? Yeah. And so that's like, you know, it's really funny because, like, in that context, like, that's exactly what we're discussing, yeah. you know? So you feel like you that's one trait you're now adopting? I really hope to adopt. Okay, but I'm not what, really good at that yet. What trait do you feel like you have currently of your folks, whether mom and dad, doesn't matter who? I don't know. Well, I can I can tell you a trait that I know I've had that my grandmother does. Okay. So she is obsessed. Not obsessed, but she's obsessed. very obsessed. She is, and I don't I don't want to use. I don't, she's a Virgo, but doesn't necessarily mean that because she's a Virgo she does this. I'm just saying I don't know why I threw her sign out there, but she's a Virgo. But she's a type of person who will do things to like they have to be like a certain way, a certain level. Like I can you, dig you it. You can't just. I remember. I'll give you an example. Um, she wanted me to put figs, a fruit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was there for this one. She wanted me to put figs, fruits in a box. Yeah. And I put them in the box. Yeah. But she didn't like the way I did it. I remember so being she went, there. So she went back and did it herself. Yeah. I yeah. remember she was so kind that she, get, you know, I lied to your grandma. Yeah. She's like, do you like figs? I'm like, oh, I sure do. But I, I don't like figs. Because I didn't want, I didn't know how to say no, I don't like figs. I was like super... I had anxiety, you know, but I didn't recognize the emotion. Whatever, that's a Uh tangent. But yeah, I remember she gave me a box, Uh and I was picking the figs, and I was like, okay, you put the figs in the box. Like, that's literally as far as my thought process. Figs, box, done. And I remember she came out, she's like, no, 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 this is wrong. Mm -hmm. And each fig had to be, like, lined a certain way, and they had to be put into the box, not as, like, a pile, but as 
rows. Yeah. And they had to be alternating, you know, big end, little end, big end, little end. It had to like, yeah. it was like you're packing a box of ammunition or something. <laughs> like it was methodical. Yeah. And I remember just like, being like, wow, I, I, I can't even pick figs correctly. <laughs> I was like reevaluating my life. No, no, she's just as tough as she is. No, but it's like you find like, the right way to do things and... And then Why it, would you do it any other way? Yeah, and then everyone else has to do it the way she wants it to be done. But her her method of putting figs in the box yeah. was the most effective. You think so? It was the most efficient. There was no space lost in the box. You were able to pack like four times as many figs her way yeah. over my way. Like it was technically correct. <laughs> but at the same time, I didn't even want the figs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so she's a person who likes to do things a certain way, and there's I don't I'm not that type of person usually. I'm still no. like thankfully I just kind of still kind of go with the flow. Yeah, you know? like if things are in, you know, if things are in order, that's fine. I'll fix them myself, but I will never like redo. Like I'll maybe redo something, but I won't always like go like oh I don't like the way you did this or I don't like the way you did that and redo them myself. But one thing that I do notice is dishes. Mm -hmm. When she washes her dishes, she takes her time, and she Good. also like she. She scrubs it and cleans it like she, like maybe twice. Twice? Either twice or she 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 like she has a whole process. She washes the dishes, she puts it in the other sink, she rinses it, and then she. I mean, it's it's, it's like how everyone does it, but it's just no. So but you like, have you have your like in between clean and dirty stage. Yeah. With the dishes. Yeah. Because I remember, like, I went into the kitchen. I'm like, oh, damn, look, all the dishes They're are clean. clean. You're like, no, 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 they've only been washed once. You've got to wash them again. And I was like, I don't get it. No, so my grandmother will, like, she will, like, pre-wash her dishes. See, that's what I don't get. If it's pre-washed, it's washed. <laughs> We're done. No, sometimes she will use soap. Sometimes she'll use her hands. Sometimes she'll use a sponge. Um, I use a sponge because I just don't like to get so I'll like soap it up just a little bit clean off like the major that's where you get all the food and all yeah, the stuff off all the heavy stuff off it's not fully blessed it's, yeah, not, it's not fully, fully clean. clean yeah you can't just rinse it off and put it in there but yeah. you see that's like that's something I have adopted that's a little bit strange but that's something I know but it's also technically correct but it's uh, it's technically correct it does things it's, it's just like the it fix it makes it extra clean that's exactly. all exactly like I know when you wash when you say this plate is clean there's it's clean I know this I know it's been pre-washed and then screened you know I we've done you probably pour bleach, bleach on it. it yeah I, I really don't like that though I, I mean, know like can we not do the bleach thing yeah I know okay thank you yeah, but, <laughs> yeah I, I, I like I take pride in washing the dishes really well I don't know it's, it's just, I actually enjoy washing dishes sometimes yeah like when I'm just like when I'm stressed, yeah. and I come home, and I'm like I want to just turn my brain off, mm -hmm. but I want to do something. You know, yeah. I want I want I want to move my hands. Yeah. I want to do something. I'll wash the dishes. Wash dishes does not make me less stressful. Really? How? Is, yeah. So that's a stressful thing for you. It's not a stressful thing, but it's not one of those things that people you know like kind of brings you back down. Like I think about, maybe it's because it was different. When I was growing up, my I had to wash all the dishes almost all the time. So okay. for me, it never was like a time that I was like, oh, this is fun. This oh, is it's not fun. But no, I, mean, I know, but like, it doesn't so, make me it's, feel... It's like when you wash your car, you know? No. You don't like washing your car? I don't wash my car either. <laughs> no, but like the dishes have always been like a chore for me. It's never been anything like 
like I think the only thing that's come close to that is maybe sweeping. Sweeping is one of those things I would feel like doesn't feel like a hard thing to do, and it's like easy, and it doesn't like I don't feel like I, I feel like that's something I would probably. But it is kind of a night. I mean, you, well, I do a lot of podcasts. Mm-hmm. So like when I'm doing dishes or sweeping, oh, you chores, listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah, okay, yeah I, I, no, I'm actually on a lot of podcasts. That's what I'm like cheating weird. on you with the other podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when I'm but I'm like doing the dishes. Yeah, like I would be either sitting down and listening to someone talk. Yeah, or I'm doing the dishes and listening to someone talk. Yeah, either way, I prefer. I'm I'm chilling either way. Yeah, and that's just like you with the sweeping. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes, yeah, it is a pain in the ass when you're like, you have to wash the dishes. Yeah. And then it's like, That's man. how I feel all the time. I feel like when I, I feel like every time I do, I have to wash it. I never feel like, oh, this is a chill thing to do ever. <laughs> I never think, sit there and be like, this is fun. Like, this is something chill. I think this is like, I no, have I, well, to. Yeah, I don't wake up and be like, oh boy, dishes. But it's like, you know, it's. No, it's always had a negative thing for me. It's a negative thing for you. Yeah, it's always been a negative thing. Because it's, I think, again, when I was younger, me and my brother used to alternate between, like, washing dishes, and then it got to a point where, like, I, it became me just washing dishes all the time, so there was no alternating. So then I went from me to washing, like, we, we used to, like, if I wash the dishes all the way through every single night, then my brother can switch off, and he can take the dishes for a day or whatever. And it became, like, I would be three months straight, I would just be washing oh, dishes every yeah. single day. So you kind of felt like it was unfair. Yes. And then some days, I just would, some nights, I would literally would, wouldn't wash the dishes. I would just let them be, because I'm like, I'm just going to be washing them anyway. So I, got, <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm going to wash them anyway, so I might as well just let them pile up. So it's always been a negative thing for me. <laughs> but, I mean, isn't it kind of relaxing? Nope. Nope, nope just nope, not at all. Nope. I've been washing dishes for a, a long time, for like maybe like. But everyone's been washing dishes. No, no, no. But like, like as soon, if you're if I you're would, a kid, I know. And as soon as you're like physically able to wash dishes, your parents are gonna about. make you wash the Bro, dishes. I'm talking about every single day. Like there was yeah, no. Like, there I know, was, but that's like, isn't that how it just? I mean, if we had kids, mm-hmm. you best believe as soon as that little kid is like physically able to wash the dishes without breaking my glassware, that kid is washing the dishes. Of course, but That's I would never... That's one of the few I would perks never let them having just, a kid. I would, I would just never let them do it all the time. You I would never. Hair. I would never let them do them all the time. Cause but why would else... I mean, come on. you gotta, you got to put the kids to work. Oh, I mean, isn't course, that fair? I, it's fair. Well, maybe I, I have a negative connotation with washing dishes because I don't I just don't want to explain it to you so you understand. I know what it, it's like it, to wash you dishes. Just remember, it went from... Me and my brother alternating, so it was like this break, like in between, like oh, okay, every other day me and my brother would do it. Every other day me and my brother would do it. So it wasn't like I was washing dishes every single day. And you have to remember, I have a family of like six people. It's yeah. So, oh, okay, yeah, that's probably a little bit different. I have a family of like six people under one roof, and like so. It was you got a lot more dishes. A lot more dishes, and it was me and my brother alternating, so it wasn't as bad. And then it got to a point where my brother stopped, like he. Would, He's Literally. like, no, nah, it's cool. Don't no, worry no, no. about it. No, no, no. They just let him, like, for three months or four months, whatever. <laughs> and then it, it didn't turn into, like, forever. Was I, this, like, a defining moment in your upbringing, the dishes? Is this, like, something that, like, you will think back on, like, as you get older? No. Is this something you're going to tell your kids about? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. I'm just because yes. it sounds yeah. like this was a big deal. It was a big deal for me because it went from literally me and my brother alternating to me 
doing the dishes all the time for six people. Yeah. Every no, like I, every I single day, yeah. like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I was always the person who was washing dishes. Well, I remember my sister Elizabeth. Yeah. She just took that upon herself. But she liked, she said the dishes are not clean, so I will clean them every morning at five o'clock. That, that's what she just did. And she liked it. No, but it just had to get done. So she decided that the dishes are dirty. But when did when did when did she develop this? Because I, I I think she's always had that mentality. Because I didn't I. She's always been kind of a gangster like that. Me and my brother, we, as soon as we're old enough to start cleaning, which is what you're supposed to do. Like yeah. maybe I think we were like maybe like three. No. Oh, three. Like early? maybe like nine or ten. I was. Man, you gotta raise a kid for ten years before they start cleaning the dishes. That's a long-term investment, You can, you can start early if you want, but I think I was nine, nine, eight, nine years old when I first started like doing the dishes like independently, and I was doing it for a while up until like high school, and I was doing it for six people. So it was, it was something that don't like I'll do it because I have to do it, but it's not something I do for just to chill. Like. I'm not okay. So no one okay. So I, I, okay, here's what I'm thinking, right? Like sweeping for me is what you call for for dishes for you. Well, I mean, I think any of these household chores. I don't know why every time we have a podcast, we talk about doing chores. I don't know. I don't know. We shouldn't call it the Backyards Combo. We should call it the the Chores Podcast (laughs) or something. I know. But, I mean, I guess, like, there's something kind of fulfilling in a way. Mm. When you have, like... You accomplish something. Exactly. You can check it off your list. Yeah. Like, when you wash your car, Mm -hmm. you get yourself a cold beer, Mm -hmm. and then you wash your car, and you listen to your podcast... And usually the neighbor yells at you because your podcast is, you know, promoting ideas that aren't, you know, mm-hmm. acceptable, whatever. That's personal experience. But you, you're doing something and it's an easy task, but you're completing something. Mm. My car is now clean. I get that. And the actually. act of doing that chore, I yeah. guess you can call it. I used to think cleaning your car was a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. Now I enjoy I miss it. I, I don't I don't have the ability to clean my car anymore because yeah. we live in an apartment and I miss being able to just wash my car and drink a beer. Yeah, I miss that too, actually. I miss doing yard work. I miss pulling weeds. Mm-hmm. I, if you asked me when You're I was seven, These are oh no, things. we are. We're old. <laughs> this is when I was watching a video recently that was saying like, I know I'm getting old because of this. I'm like, yeah, we're getting old because we're enjoying these things that we used to hate. Yeah, it's like literally the... I remember... Like, doing the dishes was like, it was like a death penalty when I was a kid. I was like, I can't believe I have to wash the dishes. Mm -hmm. What kind of world do we live in where I have to wash the dishes? Mm -hmm. And now it's just like an activity that I kind of enjoy if it's in the right circumstances. Yeah. I I understand the whole check because when I finished washing dishes, it did did feel like I got something done. Look at that. Empty sink, full dish rack. Mm -hmm. Don't you feel good? Yeah, I feel a little bit good. Yeah. Yeah, I feel good. Clean apartment. Like, I don't mind cleaning the apartment, but knowing it's done. Yeah. And you look back and go, dang, we have a clean living space. Like, that feels good. It does feel good. Yeah. Okay, so you're saying it come from that point of view. It feels good to have done, accomplished that or check it off. Okay, I get that. I get that. I mean, even like, you know, like shaving or brushing your teeth, whatever it is. When you can look back at it and go, hey, I'm right on. That's completed. Yeah. and It's I think, a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. They actually were saying like also like making your bed or things like that. Making your bed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's something I've been slacking on. I've been picking up though. And I look at that. I'm like, ooh, damn. The bed's been made. Look at that. <laughs> it looks good. It feels nice. Yeah. Like if. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. 
like a little bit of your world is more complete. Yeah. In that sense, like mm-hmm. even if it's just a bed. Yeah. Like when I came in um, yesterday mm-hmm. after work, and the, the apartment was like tidied up, I was like, ooh, ooh, yeah, <laughs> this is nice. Yeah. And just the act of doing those things, making your own living situation better. So we never answered the question for you. What trait do you feel like you've taken on, like from your parents, that you've noticed that you kind of take on? I have I gave you enough time to think. Yeah, so. it's it's hard because I think the older I get, the more I understand about my parents. Yeah. So at this age, like I'm understanding what kind of. Um, fears they had raising mm. kids you know what yeah. I'm saying and we yeah. don't have kids no. but I'm understanding it more yeah so like the older I get like the more I understand about my parents and like like I was saying like you know my dad recognizing feelings yeah and you know understanding them instead of being controlled by them yeah. I wish I can say I have that trait but I don't I'm just recognizing he had that trait okay so what trait do you have you like, taken from your folks? <laughs> like you're still not answering the question. <laughs> what traits do you notice that you're doing that you your folks used to do that now you're doing? Obviously buying groceries, but that doesn't count. Like you know. Yeah, that's my personality is buying groceries. <laughs> I think. Um, hmm. Like the way you shine your shoes, the way you. Watch a movie the way you. Um... You know that's that's a good point. Like I'm enjoying more of like, you know, um, I'm enjoying more documentaries. Oh. Like my mom and dad, they would always be like, "Oh," and then we watched a video of some guy like in Israel. Oh yeah. And I would always they be like, "Why would you do this? Why yeah. would you? Where's the story? Where's the punchline? Where's the payoff?" And now as I'm getting older, I'm like, "Oh boy, look at that, babe." It's a guy touring San Francisco. Let's watch that. <laughs> and I would never watch that. No, like, yeah. two years ago. <laughs> but now it's like, it's literally just someone doing something and documenting it. And I think maybe that's something, documenting life, I'm mm-hmm. understanding more. Yeah. Like, we were, I was talking to my siblings about Christmas gifts. Yeah. And I, I want more photos. I want framed photos of the family. Oh, yeah, you do. You two that. years ago, when I moved out, I couldn't, I, it just... It wasn't something I even thought about. Yeah. And now I'm like, well, you know, I want photos of my family. <laughs> and documenting things. Like yeah. when we go out on our um, anniversary or dates. Yeah, we take like, photos. I like photos because it's like these are good times and good memories. Yeah. We don't take it to the level that your folks take it though with documenting. We things. don't bring GoPros We don't bring GoPros the or yeah. camcorders or any of that stuff. Yeah, and the GoPro thing is funny because I did buy my dad a GoPro that he doesn't use. <laughs> that he does not use, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it's like you know, it's. I think it's holding on to the memories and documenting the good times, mm-hmm. and I guess when you're younger, you just assume that they're always going to be there. Yeah. You just take it for granted, mm-hmm. but then as you get older, you're like, no, those good times really were good. Yeah. And it's nice to have a documented memory. Mm-hmm. You I know? agree. Yeah. And that's the reason why I want to go see my grandmother because, like, I just, I don't know, I just don't want to take anything for granted. So. Never, never. Yeah. But I think that's pretty good. Did you have anything else, other things you know you, you do that your parents used to do? I think my grandmother, that was a trait my grandmother had, but I'm trying to think of a trait <clears throat> like my mom had that I might have taken up. Well, the funny thing is, hmm. is that I think the traits that, you know, our parents passed on to us mm-hmm. are just so 
ingrained in who we are. We yes. don't even recognize it as weird. I think I think you're totally right. Because one thing I do do that you never did was I would take my shoes off. You are very adamant about I mean, the shoes off thing. <laughs> my family never wore shoes inside the house. Yeah, that's... Ever. It would yeah. either be socks or just barefoot. Like... Like, I remember you'd go to people's houses, like um, our friend's house for Thanksgiving, and, yeah. and you're like, shoes on or off? And they're just like, I don't care. I didn't even think about this. Yeah. And then, like, I come home, and you're like, shoes off, babe. It's it's a shoes off It's house. a shoes off. I, I, <laughs> I, I mean, this other culture that also happened as well, but when I was growing up, it was just a thing that shoes were off. They were not, like, you didn't walk into the, your bedroom yeah. with them. You didn't. Going to the living room, like it just was shoes were off. Well, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a toilet covered down kind of guy. Yeah. It's, it doesn't really make a lot of sense, but it's just how it should be. Is that how you posted it? No, I, I actually made that up myself. Oh, okay. And like I made that a core um, feature of my identity. It's so funny because also my folks didn't grow up with the toilet, the cover down either. And I also do that too. I put the cover down. Yeah, I mean, it's like there's a lot of, you know, oh, my wife doesn't like me leaving the seat up. Bro, the cover needs to be down. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know why. I've never, I've never complained about you leaving the seat up. Ever. I know, but I complain about you not putting the cover down. Have you? I have several times. Oh. I put them down I mean, myself. What, no, I put it down no, myself too. Like, I didn't know that was. You, you, I didn't know this. Things. I didn't know this was something you uphold. Like I always. No, but you, I, I was like, using that in terms of like your shoes off policy. Yeah. Like in your view, yeah. shoes are not to be worn indoors. Yeah. And that is factually correct. In my I mean, view, you the toilet cover you, you, you needs can, to be down. You can wear the shoes indoors. I just would not like it. You get really upset I when I really just because you get like the thing about you it just think me, I'm like tracking like feces yes, all over your floor yes, that I clean. Yes, it's but like, it's factually correct. Like you're, <clears throat> you're walking on your dirty outside and you're bringing that, and I take my shoes off, so my barefoot's touching like whatever was outside. So I totally feel like shoes should be off, and I agree with my parents. <laughs> like that's just something that they grew up doing, and I just like I'm gonna do that too. But that's where it's like these traits that we're talking about. Yeah. You're like, what traits do you carry on from your parents? Mm-hmm. I have a hard time, like you know, addressing that. Yeah. Because everything that I think is normal are it's particular like, traits that I brought down from yes, my parents. I'll bring a couple things that you do that are also like the the cast iron skillet. Something my folks never had that, but I I like that. I adopt that now. Yeah. I don't mind using cast iron skillet. We use, we have other skillets as well, but you like to use They're cast not. Iron. They're not acceptable. I'm sorry. It's cast iron only. (laughs) These water bottle situations. The water machine. Never was a thing in my family. No. Never. No. But like my mom, we grew up and we would get the water machine water. And ever since I was a little kid, I really didn't like that. Water machine water is, oh, you get your own bottle. You buy a bottle, like a bottle, empty bottle, and you fill it up at a little station at just the water for, machine. At the water machine. I'm just letting people know because they may not know what that is. No, you're right. Yeah, because yeah. like that's like an idiosyncrasy or like a weird Heinzism <laughs> that I just like. I hated the water machine when I yeah. was a kid. I was ashamed. Like I was like 13, and there'd be like little like 13 year olds walking past us as we were getting the water machine, and they would have bottled water, oh, and I felt so ashamed. I'm weird, like, yeah. I'm like, oh no, we're we're the water machine people. <laughs> And that's the, as I got older, that's the only water that tastes right. Yeah. We buy the bottled water, it tastes like fluoride. Yeah. I like water machine water. Yeah. It's just one of those things that, yeah. And that's just something like I don't even notice mm-hmm. because it's just what I grew up with. Exactly. And it's like, yeah, water machine water, of course. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah. So there's a bunch of traits that we take on that we don't even know. But yeah, I noticed that too. Anything else you want to add? I think that's about it for me. Oh, me too. Well, that was fun. That was. That was you came up with some really great topics. You did too. I like that first topic with the stress-related thing. So. Well, let's... Let's do this again next week. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can probably fit it in. Oh, the same topic? Uh, no, I'm just... I don't know how to end a podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, see you guys next week. Be 